Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. a very emotional day for all of us at the Red Apple Network. Uh, I just first want to talk, of course, about our dear friend Bernie McGurk. Um, by the way, tomorrow, Red Apple Audio Network and 77 WABC listeners, you got to tune in. I'm going to be sharing some details about how we're going to be honoring uh, the great late Bernie McGurk. And today his funeral took place, and it was such a powerful powerful testimony to an extraordinary life, to an extraordinary career, and it was such an honor to be there at the services there, along also, of course, his wife and his two beautiful kids, and just so much love and so many friends and so many colleagues, of course, um, all of us from the WABC family, and of course, being there with Bernie's family. And I just want to also thank many of you because there were a lot of fans out there of WABC and of Red Apple Media. And it was really beautiful to meet a number of you who came out to show your support for Bernie McGurk and um, and for all of us as we were going through this difficult time. But I uh, just wanted to, of course, pay homage and also just such deep and love and respect to an extraordinary career to hear what Bernie McGurk, when he began in the early, early days, um, doing promotions off air, of course, moving to on air, uh, becoming a fixture with Don Imus, and of course, part of the great Bernie and Sid on 77 WABC radio. Um, there was just so much love for our great, great Bernie McGurk. And, um, it was a real honor to be there and see his beautiful wife, who I've had the honor of being with, and also his two kids, Melanie and Brendan, and to just share so many wonderful memories of Bernie McGurk, who made us all laugh and made us all smile and made this world a much, much better place. And again, everybody, make sure that you tune in tomorrow on the Red Apple Audio Network and also 77 WABC listeners. Please make sure that you join the Red Apple Media family from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as we pay tribute to the life of our great colleague, Bernie McGurk. Just listen all day long. And you will hear from many people who were closest to Bernie on and off air for a special day of programming with Charles McCord, uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo, Bo Deedle, who spoke also at the service today, Mayor Eric Adams, Mike Breen, who also is there at the service, Warner Wolf. And many people are going to remember Bernie's incredible life and broadcasting career, the Red Apple Audio Network and 77 WABC, remembering the great life of our beloved friend and colleague, Bernie McGurk. Uh, that's going to be taking place tomorrow throughout the day. And make sure you tune in as we pay honor to an incredible, incredible life. Well, I think so much, of course, about Bernie McGurk. And I think so many things that he would talk about with Kamala Harris and Vice President Biden. 
uh, President Biden, boy, it feels like Vice President Biden because he's he's not even vice president. He's like in a fog, I'm telling you. But Vice President Kamala Harris, who was on late night with Seth Meyers, boy, she is like all over the place. And as we were talking about the border and we've been talking about so many of these issues, she was asked on late night. This is her first late night appearance, by the way, that she's ever done. So she was on late night with Seth Myers, right? This is the first time that she's been on that show. And she was asked about a whole bunch of different topics. First off, she used the occasion to take a major swipe at the GOP. But she also said that Joe Biden is basically an amazing guy and was gushing all over Joe Biden. Take a listen to this basically out-of-touch vice president. Take a listen. First of all, I, I love Joe Biden, and I really do. And It's probably um, for the best that he can't send emojis, let's well, just say. <laughs> but, you know, he is very thoughtful, and he is very kind. And, you know, so he is thoughtful about... You know, the American people in terms of the work we've done, and it's been historic work, how we've lifted up working families, how we have invested in infrastructure, the biggest um, investment in the climate crisis, historic $370 billion. But what I will say in terms of the interpersonal relationship is he, he knows the job and he cares about the partnership. And, um, and in that way, it makes it a, a real joy given all that we actually need to address terms of the challenges our country faces but he really is quite wonderful and yes having been vice president he knows what the job involves wow so do you think that joe biden is going to run again and do you think if he doesn't run again that this woman is capable to be in the mix for running for president of the united states they're clearly trying to kind of get her out there a little bit more but she still has no track record As we're in the midst of all of these different things, she has no track record. I mean, here she's in charge of the border. Remember, she's our border czar, per se. But so far, she has zero track record of accomplishments of what she has done. I mean, what can you point to that she's been that's been a success? You know, I mean, the only thing she has done is really caused so much, I think, division in the country with some of her comments. They have been just so incredibly divisive. Um, I think also you listen to so many of the things that she has said about race relations, uh, the way that she was supporting, of course, Black Lives Matter and the Minnesota Freedom Fund during all the riots and all the protests. And then she was asked about the border. And this is where it got into, I think, fantasy land. She started to be talking about the GOP. And then. She also was praising Joe Biden for his handling of the border. Is there anybody out there that thinks that Joe Biden deserves some sort of points for his handling of the border and that the GOP are to blame for the border crisis overall? When I heard this, I thought, what kind of planet is this woman on that she actually thinks that Joe Biden has done a decent job when it comes to the border and that she actually thinks that the Republicans really have dropped the ball on the border. I mean, is there anybody out there? I mean, this is like such a a, like a made-up reality. It really, really is stunning. And it's like she's like in another planet, and she wants us to believe, okay, well, yeah, the economy is good. She wants us to believe that there's no crime. She wants us to believe that Joe Biden walks on water. 
You know, I mean, it's like she is definitely an alternate universe. And case in point, if you listen to her talk about what's happening at the border and who she blames for some of the problems, take a listen to her. And I just think it's an absolute dereliction of duty. If you see a problem and if we agree that that we need to address it, then if you're a leader, participate in a solution, right? When we first came in office, the first bill that we proposed was for a pathway for citizenship, was to fix a broken immigration system, which was broken under the previous administration. Broken under the previous administration. In other words, she's saying that Trump didn't do a good job in the border and that what they came in and they're trying to fix the disaster that President Trump had at the border. That is just insane. That is so insane. And you look at those historic numbers. Over two million people have crossed and many gotaways, hundreds of thousands of people And she wants us to believe that somehow they inherited the, like, worst border system and that they're coming in to save the day. I mean, this is just sheer insanity. And here is a little bit more of residents there in Texas giving Kamala Harris what they think of her performance as the, quote, borders are. Absolutely, she should. But will she? I highly doubt it because she hasn't done so since in her entire term in office. Yes, she should definitely go to the border and see what's going on there. She should absolutely take the time to to visit the border. They uh, are all for it until it's in their backyard. And a great example of that is the people coming into that we, you know, that was sent to Martha's Vineyard. We sent into the backyard and now they're all freaking out. And now they are all freaking out after they were sent to Martha's Vineyard, sent to New York, sent to Washington, D.C., And yet Kamala Harris is swiping at Governor Abbott and swiping at also Ron DeSantis there in Texas and Florida, respectively. What a disaster. And then she was asked a little bit about, like, describe, you know, uh, what you think of your philosophy as the vice president. And she went into this kind of like rambling diatribe, started laughing again at all these weird points like she's done in the past. And this is how Ray Arroyo basically describes Kamala Harris's performance on The Late Night Show. Take a listen. She's the borders arena. Why isn't she offering a solution? Uh, my favorite thing is when you when you watch Kamala Harris, it's like a living wordle. You know, those wordle <laughs> things where you just grasp at five words and try to make a solution. None of this makes sense. She is a PSA for your brain on drugs. Whatever happened, mm. the hang time here is long. I, I just I don't know what this accomplishes, but incentivizing drug use and more sloth from our kids and criminality and border insecurity. I don't know how that helps the common good or any of us. Yeah, because she was saying, you know what? Nobody should go to jail for smoking weed. And in fact, let me play that. That's cut number one, where she was talking essentially about her philosophy uh, and the fact that, of course, Joe Biden just recently basically commuted, as you know, all those people who are tied to small level uh, marijuana offenses. And even though as D.A., by the way, she went after so many people for drug crimes, even minor drug crimes. Today, she says, oh, no, it's a whole different story. Take a listen. Nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed. Right. Yeah. 
right? And so we start with that, and then we are, to your point, urging, and the president has been very clear, we're urging governors and states to take our lead and to pardon people who have been criminalized for possession of marijuana. So now she's saying, oh, no, 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 we shouldn't criminalize that. But she sure did go after it. If you look at the track record of when she was district attorney, by the way, uh, in the last few hours, also President Biden did an interview uh, on CNN where he said, oh, he is very proud of his son. He also said, if I run again, I can beat President Trump. And he sure sounds like a guy who is trying to plan to go after President Trump. He did not rule out running again for president. Are either of these guys ready for prime time? What are your thoughts? If you look at some of the polls, some of the numbers, especially with President Biden, boy, are they incredibly dismal numbers. I mean, they're like in the toilet, uh, especially on the issues of crime. If you look at some of the latest numbers, these are stunning. On inflation, 82% of people say they're extremely concerned about inflation. And are they confident that Biden can handle it? 30%. Crime, 72% say they're extremely concerned about crime. 32% are confident that Biden can handle it. Talk about dismal, dismal numbers. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. is the number to call, and you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Steve on line two. Steve, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Rita. My hat's off to you and your crew. Great show. Okay, first of all, this partnership between Biden and Harris, okay? Uh, This woman's a total fraud and a liar. 24 staff members have left because Joe and Kamala are very nasty individuals. Joe's using the F word, the N word, and I hear she has an alcohol problem, but I can't confirm that, but she is also very nasty. Secondly, about the border. She's supposed to be the border czar. When she went to Texas, she didn't go to the border where the problem was. She went 800 miles away from the border. So what is this woman talking about? And as far as uh, 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 commuting people who have marijuana offenses, when she was district attorney or, or, or AG over there in uh, San Francisco, she would put parents of truant students in jail. She also had people on death row and hid evidence that would have cleared them. So this woman is out of her mind and out of touch. Both of them need to resign. I hear that Joe Biden's going to be yanked before the year is out. So let's see what happens. So you don't even think that he's going to last, what, how long? What, what's your prediction there, Steve, in terms of the timetable? He's going to be pulled before the end of the year. So, what, but then what's the backup? I mean, how is she going to be the backup? I mean, she can't, can't even, she, yeah, she's giggling every five seconds and she's getting into all these, you know, if anybody believes that, you know, Trump left her like an abysmal immigration or border policy and that what she's cleaning up everything, she's the superwoman saving the day, you know, I got a bridge to sell you. Right. Well, well, the border was fine. All they had to do was follow Trump's lead, but no. Since they're leftists, they they didn't do that. And she can't be the backup because she has a citizenship problem. Okay, so it may be Pelosi. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But from what I'm hearing from my sources, they're yanking Biden. He's out of there. 
Well, and I think the de- I th- well, I think the Democrats are not going to want them, especially listen, especially depending what happens with the midterms. If they, you know, just get beaten badly in the midterms, I think they're going to almost assuredly, you know, say, uh, Joe, maybe it's not a good idea. And there are even people who think that part of the reason some of the headlines about Hunter are coming out left and right are to create, you know, obviously a little tension for him to maybe just kind of quietly go away. Because the numbers are just so bad on so many different levels. It's like I don't even know where to even start. I mean, look at these numbers that I was just reading about on inflation. The two biggest issues in America today are inflation and crime, handily. And he's getting a 30% approval on inflation and a 32% on crime. I mean, that is just abysmal numbers. And that that's a shameful number for a president, a sitting president, Um, And the Democrats know that that is he's a disaster. He can't communicate. He can't explain his policies. And he doesn't feel we feel rudderless on so many levels. And later on the show, we're going to talk about Ukraine. That's a whole other area, too, the way he has handled Russia. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to continue with your call. Steve says Biden's out of there and Kamala's not the backup. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Listening to the Rita Cosby Show, we are talking about two really blockbuster interviews, and I'm being facetious because there were some real kind of interesting twists in that one. First off, Kamala Harris saying, well, she inherited a lousy border, and she's coming in to save the day on the border. That is a big stunner. And then President Biden, just a little bit ago on CNN, basically said, oh, Donald Trump, I can beat him again, and he sure sounds like someone who looks like he wants to. Take a listen to this. Boy, we may get candidate Joe Biden again. Big question, of course, is when you're going to make an official announcement about whether or not you're going to run for 2024 for re-election. Do you think you'll make a decision before the end of the year? Well, look, uh, I'm not going to make this about my decision. I'm going to make this about this off-year election. After that's done... In November, then I'm going to be in the process of deciding. Is one of the calculations that you think you're the only one who can beat Donald Trump? I believe I can beat Donald Trump again. I believe I can beat Donald Trump again. Does that sound to you like a guy who is planning to run and who is a little overconfident? What do you think about that? Wow. 1-800-848-9222. Um, let's go to Pete on Staten Island. Pete, you're here on the Rita Cosby show. Hey, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Rita, I, I would love for him to run against Trump because Trump will annihilate him. I mean, that'll be easy. That'll be, uh, I mean, I would give the odds uh, 100 to 1 that Biden could even think of beating Donald Trump. And what I want to report when I came home today I passed a pantry, and usually it's about maybe 100 to 150 people that go to it. 
And what they do, they put their shopping carts to hold their spot, which is wrong, but nobody ever did anything about it. Well, Drew and I, we couldn't believe it. There were close to maybe 1,000 to 2,000 people lined up. And the carts were all mangled up because these people, they went on the warpath. They weren't going to have them reserved spots. And these are all the people that came over that are in Annadale because they could take a free train there. Wow, Pete. And and you know, Pete, that's happening in a lot of places. We're going to continue with your calls. Sorry, we got a hard break, Pete. We love your calls. We're going to continue after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Chicago. After being shot in both legs recently, a police officer was unable to host the birthday party that she had planned to host for her son. So her fellow officers stepped up. This is an amazing story. Officers staged a motor parade for the 11-year-old to lift his spirits. The officers brought gifts and they ran their sirens to celebrate. The commander there at the precinct said that the son seemed a little down, but we actually made this a special moment for him, even when his mom wasn't able to get out and do so. So it was a great thing. The wounded officer made it with her walker to come out and thank everybody. Meantime, uh, the person who shot her uh, was a repeat offender, and he has been charged with two counts of attempted first degree murder and how beautiful that she is alive and how beautiful that her fellow officers threw this special birthday party for her son. And it just shows how difficult the job is for police officers every single day. And also the incredible camaraderie between officers that they would throw this beautiful party for her son. Well, we are talking about law and order And how serious things are in America today. We're talking about some of the new numbers that are coming out are really, really stunning. And I'm not surprised about this whatsoever. There's a new poll that just came out that shows that the two biggest issues for people in America, inflation, 82%. People say this is a huge, huge issue. Do they believe that President Biden can handle it? Do they approve of his handling Of the inflation, 30%. That's amazing. Crime, 72% say that it is a huge issue. It's the number two issue right underneath inflation. And they give him a 32% approval. Those are incredibly dismal numbers that show that Americans are absolutely losing confidence in this president 
on some huge issues, the two biggest issues out there, inflation and also crime. And right now, people are just worried. They're frustrated. They feel like things are rudderless. They feel like there's not enough law and order, which I definitely agree. If you look at the situations on so many of the city streets, it is a disaster. And yet they do not feel that President Biden has the answers in any shape or form. He doesn't seem to want to be leading. And yet he keeps coming out there and saying, oh, yeah, 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 take a look at the job I've done. Take a look at what I've accomplished. Take a look at what I've achieved. Things are so bad that even many Democrats and independents in a lot of recent polls are saying, you know, I think it's time for, quote, fresh blood. In other words, you're not doing a good job. It's time to move somebody else in, somebody who can galvanize the party. I mean, he can't even figure out which hand to shake. He can't even figure out which chair to sit in. And think about what's going on in the world right now, how complex things are between skyrocketing crime, uh, inflation, uh, huge issues. We just heard so many economic advisors this week saying that they believe that a recession is probably likely in a number of areas. Things are likely to get a lot worse if that's the case. You look at all of those things. You look at the border. You look at what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. And then you say to yourself, is this guy mentally and physically ready to handle any of these issues, let alone all of these issues combined. And even Democrats and independents are going, you know what? This guy is not ready, that he is over the top in terms of out of touch. He doesn't seem connected. He doesn't have the energy. Uh, does he have the mental acuity, just given his cognitive skills? Um, he definitely seems to be in mental decline And listen, I care about this country first and foremost. Most importantly, I would love for our president to be hitting it out of the park because that means that America's hitting it out of the park. But sadly, we right now need really strong, clear leadership. And I don't think it's going to come from this this president nor the backup, the vice president, based on everything we've heard in recent months. We're in a mess. And you got to have somebody who has clarity, who has strength, who has energy who has mental acuity, who can handle the nuances and who can handle tough characters in the world like Putin and Kim Jong-un and so many of these different characters, you got to be able to deal with all of these characters. And if you can't, you're in the wrong business and it's not a good thing for America. You can't have a weak America because America leads the charge. We're a beacon to the world. And if we're rudderless, it means the world is going to be rudderless. And case in point, just a little bit ago, President Biden did an interview with Jake Tapper of CNN. And some of the interviews just coming, clips are just coming in. I want to play this for you guys and get your reaction because he was asked the obvious question. And by the way, you know that things are bad uh, with somebody's mental acuity. When now CNN is asking the obvious question, like, uh, do you think you're really going to be ready to run this country Anymore. Take a listen to this exchange by President Biden. And I want to know what he's on because he's on some good stuff because he's living in an alternate universe. Take a listen. You're about to turn 80 next month. Happy birthday ahead of time. (laughs) Whenever anyone raises concerns about your age, you're the oldest president in the history of the United States. You always say, watch me. Voters have been watching you. Democratic voters approve of the job you're doing. Democratic voters uh overwhelmingly like you, 
Um, but one poll shows that almost two-thirds of Democratic voters want a new nominee in 2024, and the top reason they gave was your age. So what's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job? Well, they're concerned about whether or not I can get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got more done. I got the inflation reduction. I got all these pieces of legislation passed. I'm almost speechless here. I Look at everything I've done. Is there someone out there that can name a, a whole bunch of achievements from Joe Biden? I'm having trouble figuring out one. I really am. And even on the Inflation Reduction Act, so much of that goes to climate change and everything else, and it doesn't reduce the inflation. In fact, it increases the inflation, and that's coming from people tied to the Obama administration saying it. There, there was no inflation reduction. It should have been called the Inflation Enhancing Act, because that's what it did. So where are the achievements? Does the border look better to you guys for, you know, an estimated four to five million will have crossed by the end of his two years? Over five million, they estimate, uh, between the gotaways that, you know, are clearly, uh, you know, too many to count and too many to catch. Uh, what about crime? What about skyrocketing crime across this country, uh, which in many categories is double digits? Uh, you happy about that? Let's talk about just the economy in general. Does it look better to you? Do most people think the economy's headed in a good direction? That's basically in single digits if you go around asking people that. So I'm having a hard time. Leadership, cognitive skills, is he leading on those? Does, does Russia look like a, a nice safe place? Does this feel like a president who has control over what's happening between Russia and Ukraine? And we're going to talk about that in the next hour, his comments about minor incursion and all the things that led to this moment. And now he's talking about potentially Armageddon. I mean, there are just so many issues right now. I, I'm having really hard time. Can someone out there tell me what he has accomplished again? I want to play that comment. I, I actually have to play it again because it's just too stunning to hear. And everybody, take a listen. And I would love for you to call me to tell me what he has accomplished that he basically goes down on, you know, Mount Rushmore with uh, Jefferson and everybody else. Here you go. You're about to turn 80 next month. Happy birthday ahead of time. <laughs> Whenever anyone raises concerns about your age, you're the oldest president in the history of the United States, you always say, watch me. Voters have been watching you. Democratic voters approve of the job you're doing. Democratic voters uh, overwhelmingly like you. Um, but one poll shows that almost two-thirds of Democratic voters want a new nominee in 2024, and the top reason they gave was your age. So what's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job? Well, they're concerned about whether or not I can get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got more done. I got the inflation reduction. I got all these pieces of legislation passed. I've got more done. Look at what I have done in the first two years. Basically done more than any other president. 
Are you kidding me? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Boy, is that a stunning, stunning comment. What are your thoughts about that? And what are your thoughts about the fact that Kamala Harris is now swiping at the GOP, saying that GOP governors are derelict in their duty for sending migrants to the United States, to different locations all over, including, you know, to the vice president's house in D.C. and to Martha's Vineyard and to New York and everywhere else, as opposed to criticizing her boss, the president of the United States. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Norm, your thoughts. Oh, God. First of all, God forbid the Tonight Show or any of the network talk shows has a Republican on once in a while. Anyway, um, okay, Kamala Harris, dizzy valley girl who is dangerous. Uh, The day she takes office, if it hasn't happened already, the Russians and the Chinese will launch, and I don't blame them. Uh, That's my thoughts on that. Uh, As far as Biden's uh, state of delusion, uh, I just uh, what I don't understand is how come the person who was interviewing him when he said, name me a president who's done a better job than me, didn't say, well, maybe Trump, President Trump did a pretty good job. And uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, President Clinton did a better job than you. And I, I don't I, I don't know. I just uh, something. It's our press. It's our it's our press. This is this is this is the problem, Rita. Well, that's where that's where Jake Tapper and you you bring up a superb point, Norm, because Jake Tapper, who is the guy who was interviewing him, that's where he Mm -hmm. should have interjected and said, "Um, with all due respect, Mr. President, um, what have you done with the border? What have you done with this? How how could you sit there? We're looking at is the world a safer place? Is it a more successful place now? Um, economically, do people feel safer in the streets? Do people have more money in their pocketbooks? Um, you know, I would say, can you list exactly what you have done that's changed people's lives? Because every poll has basically said you've basically taken away thousands of dollars from the average American household since you have taken office. Uh, that doesn't look like an achievement to me. Maybe the taking away the most money is the most achievement. You know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you're right. There should have been a follow up, Norm. That's a, what would you have asked him if, if you were in if he had said that statement with a straight face? Have you walked through the streets of New York City lately? Have you seen the businesses? Have you seen the crime? Have you asked people how much how much more how much more severely economically they're being pushed? Have you priced uh, a loaf of bread lately? Have you, I, I just, why don't you get out of Rehoboth sometime? <laughs> no, that's a great point. By the way, uh, to your crime point, our great newsman, uh, Bob Brown, was just telling me um, the NYPD is saying that the number of murders in New York City subways uh, have shot up incredibly right now to the highest mm-hmm. number in a quarter century um, and how sad is that on the subways so far in 2022, seven murders on the subways. Um, there had never been more than five subway murders in a single year. Um, that was until the pandemic hit in 2020 felony crime on the subways up 42% yeah. uh, compared to last year. I mean, these are stunning numbers and they want us to believe. And in fact, you hear these crazy loony kazoonies like Tiffany Caban and others saying, Oh, it's exaggerated. I mean, the number, the facts are the facts. 
And that's what I would have said to President Biden. Uh, you know, I would have said, uh, where are the facts to back up your statements? I mean, that, that to me should have been challenged or, or what is it? Washington Post who does the Pinocchios should have done like five Pinocchios on his answer and said, Crazy, crazy. Uh, Norm, thank you very much. Always love talking to you. Thanks so much. Uh, let's go to Ben on line six. Ben, your thoughts about this. Hey, Rita, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, um, yeah um, I told the call screener that, yes, Biden can beat Trump as he goes. If the conditions are the same as they were, first of all, they have to get um, – they have to get um, voter boxes again, where you can get dead people voting. There's no checking, and get the same conditions that made him so-called "quote unquote" win. Those same conditions, he can do it. That's an inch. I like your I like your turn of events um, because he does sound awfully confident that he can win. Um, and maybe I was thinking you were headed to like that he would stay in the basement, you know, because that, yeah, that was yeah, the strategy last time. Remember, literally, I mean, that was the weird, I've never seen a candidate who purposely avoided, um, you know, rallies, uh, because a lot of people didn't come out for his rallies, um, or avoided interviews. I mean, that was the most bizarre campaign and they, they blamed a lot of it on COVID. Meanwhile, everybody else was out and about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can he can do it, and uh, he get his homeboys the the chai comes to you know um, to release another virus, and you know we get people confined, and oh, you can't go out to vote, and you know all the long lines and stuff, and yeah, he can do it again. So so, so he he's is, he's able to do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is for us to um, eliminate that possibility. So if you don't fix the problem. That caused the uh, false result. He can do it again. Well, boy, is that a scary premise, huh, Ben? Thank you very yeah. much. I love. I love. You got a good sense of humor, and I like that, Ben. <laughs> We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. The Rita Cosby Show. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. And I am still in shock, everybody, over President Biden's comments that we just got in and just played them to you guys in an interview that he did with CNN's Jake Tapper where he said, look what I have done in just two years. My goodness, I have so much energy and I have so much accomplishments under my record. Is there anybody out there that thinks either one of those things are true? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Lou. Line one. Lou, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. How are you? 
Please. I'm good. What do you what do you think of Biden? Um, you know, thinking, God, I've never seen a more energetic or more astute uh, about to be 80 year old ever in the world is the way he describes himself. So so I'm going to I'm going to take what I what I gather may be a different approach, and I'm not sure anybody's going to kind of be with me. But what I would say is that Biden is an incidental entity within 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 this whole spectrum and what i would say and i and i i don't like to admit this but i want to be honest is that the left has gone so so left and and so to the other side that they've been successful in creating a reality an alternate reality and biden and i know people sometimes use the word pawn and puppet but he's such a an a, a non-factor and a non-entity that that they the left has created a reality that a guy like at the highest office as the president of the United States can get on and 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 push forward these 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 theories and and you know that he's done a great job and that he's been effective and they're so far from the truth that you know it's just a shame that they've been able to create this you know where where mainstream allows this and like you said you know the interviewers allow him to carry on and um i you know i i just think it's it's a it's a dangerous situation that we have going on that this can happen at at the highest level that this individual you know obviously he's he's not coherent and i don't take pride in saying it um, but that he can get on and he could really push forward, um, you know, and then he says that it's not a joke. You know, why, why would you even say that? What president would, you know, I'm, I've done well, and it's not a joke. I mean, it's just, it's a sad state of affairs where we find ourselves. And unfortunately, like I say, not to be redundant, but, but Biden uh, he's a, he's almost an incidental factor. He's but just but the do you guy. know what? How sad is that, Lou? How sad is that? You know, I hear what you're saying, but how sad is that? Because he is our president of the United States, and he's supposed to be one of the most important factors, you know, for us and for the world. And it is sad. You know, I've used the expression, by the way, that it's rudderless. That I feel like America is rudderless, and Thank you. and that's that is how I feel with him because you don't have that prominent figure that's leading the charge in America in so many ways, you know, and, and, and again, I was just kind of listing a few of them off the top of my head. There's probably another hundred more that could come out, but it's a scary place when America doesn't lead for, you know, whether it's domestically or whether it's internationally, uh, it's a scary place. Yep. Go ahead. I want to say one, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to get this to me. And I, you know, you're the first one, that I've heard kind of agree, you know, with this premise, because and I know in your position on the radio, it's not great to to knock the American public. But I I think I'm so happy that you that you said that, because what I'm saying is that the collective we don't we have to take responsibility for 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 this whole situation. Absolutely. And listen, people voted for him, Lou. And the question is, would they vote for him again? And is he going to run again? Um, Lou, you're terrific. You got to call back again. We got a hard break. But when we come back, find out what the president said about his son, Hunter. That's coming up. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. decipher this interview that President Biden gave to CNN. And Jake Tapper, at least he did ask about Hunter, and we're going to get to that in a second, because I'm happy that at least somebody has asking the right questions. We know that the grand jury has convened and now finished its work, at least reportedly in the Hunter case. And there's a potential that charges could be coming. And that actually came from the Washington Post. Remember, that was coming out just a few days ago after, of course, media was censoring everybody reporting, especially the New York Post prior to the election. By the way, I've always said that to me was atrocious because that really just that that cut off of the information about Hunter Biden was such a disservice to the American public because there were people who came out. After the election, and I'm talking about in 2020, who came after the election and said, had I known that there were these issues with Hunter Biden, and I didn't see it in the media, they said, because guess what? Social media, remember, was blocking out the story from the New York Post. Uh, everybody on most of the mainstream media wasn't even touching it in any shape or form. It was like, oh, that's some crazy story. Uh, it's Russian disinformation, which, of course, turned out not to be true. It wasn't Russian disinformation. It turned out to be true. But because of that blockout, there were a lot of people that were questioned after the election. And they said, had you known this information about Hunter Biden, that it wasn't Russian disinformation, that he was genuinely being investigated, that there were these issues. There were a number of people and again, various polls, anywhere from like five to almost nine percent of the public said, guess what? I might have voted differently. I might not have voted for Joe Biden. That might have turned the election. I mean, that to me has been the biggest disservice, I think, to the American public. That's why you cannot block out information, especially when now we know for sure it's true. We all thought it was true at the time, but many people in the mainstream media were not even covering it and clearly as we learned through, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, there were efforts by the FBI and others to diminish the story. So I am happy that Jake Tapper, and I'll play it for you in a minute or two, that Jake Tapper did indeed ask about Hunter Biden, because you got to hear this answer from the president, what he thinks of his son, his drug-addicted, porn-crazed son. You know, my goodness. Uh, the smartest guy he knows, remember? That's the way he's described him. So we'll play in a moment what he thinks of his son now, who clearly is facing potentially some very serious charges, at least tax issues, gun issues. Who knows if it gets into foreign lobbying? I still want to know where did all the money come from that his son made that who clearly didn't have any experience other than basically porn films and drugs. So why was he getting paid all this money And all these allegations about the big guy and maybe his uncle, you know, Joe's brother. There are so many questions here that need to be answered. And that, I feel, is, again, a disservice that it's never been looked into, even for the president's sake. If he didn't do it, he should be cleared. And if he didn't do it, if he did do it, rather, he absolutely 
should be spotlighted and we should find out, was there any pay for play? Were there potential uh, conflicts of interest? Were there issues all the way around? And so to me, that that's a huge issue. And I will give at least Jake Tapper of CNN credit that he did at least ask him about it. We're going to play in one second, but I first want to play this comment that still I'm still trying to like process this one. This is President Biden, who basically says that his head deserves to be there uh, on Mount Rushmore next to George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln. And maybe they got to carve out now a spot for Joe Biden because he claims that he has done more historically in the last two years than any president in modern times. At process that, you guys. I'm still trying to, like, my jaw is like, wait, 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 wait. He genuinely said that tonight. And what I am disappointed with Jake Tapper about on CNN, his answer should have been, sir, are you doing the same drugs your son's doing? That would have been my comment. I would have been like, God, Hunter is sharing whatever he's taking with you now, Prez. Wow. Take a listen to this one. So what's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job? Well, they're concerned about whether or not I get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got more done. I got the inflation reduction. I got all these pieces of legislation passed. Name me a president who has done more than I have done in modern times, in recent history. Is there anybody out there who agrees with that statement? I don't even think Joe Biden does, because did you hear right afterwards? He said, not a joke. In other words, he knows that most people think it's a joke. So, like, you know, when someone says, oh, no, no, I'm not kidding. It didn't sound like Jake Tapper was saying, are you kidding? Right? So even Joe Biden, I don't even think, believes it. I think he even thinks it's a joke. And he was probably wondering why Jake Tapper didn't start laughing. You know? I mean, is there anybody out there that actually thinks he has done more than any president in modern times? Because modern times could be this century. What about even the last fewer number of presidents? I, you know, I covered Bill Clinton. I know, you know, I covered it extensively. I also covered Bush, covered Obama. I mean, there are certain things that obviously I didn't like that they did. Uh, but I, there's a lot of other things I would say, boy, those are some great accomplishments. You know, there's some great accomplishments that they did. Bill Clinton did quite a bit in his first two years in office. And, and this guy, thinks that he is like, you know, like, a, you know, number one president of all times. This is shocking. I, I mean, I don't know how Jake Tapper sat there with a straight face. And you could even hear he was struggling to even remember what has he done. And he was like, ah, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. And that's where Jake Tapper should have come back and said, you mean the Inflation Increasing Act? <laughs> You know, like, I mean, this is unbelievable. Is there anybody out there that thinks, yeah, he has done more than anyone else in modern times in the last two years? Well, this continued, this dialogue, right? This is Joe Biden again just a little bit ago. Take a listen to what he said in terms of will you run again? So listen to this. It sounds like maybe he might. Boy, boy, are we lucky. Take a listen. 
Big question, of course, is when you're going to make an official announcement about whether or not you're going to run for 2024 for re-election. Do you think you'll make a decision before the end of the year? Well, look, uh, I'm not going to make this about my decision. I'm going to make this about this off-year election. After that's done in November, then I'm going to be in the process of deciding. Is one of the calculations that you think you're the only one who can beat Donald Trump? I believe I can beat Donald Trump again. I believe I can beat Donald Trump again. So what do you guys think? If it were to be a Biden matchup, a Biden who's touting the most incredible achievements in the first two years of office, uh, dilapidated border, dilapidated cities, uh, crime-ridden cities that are skyrocketing across this country and him not reigning in any of these soft-on-crime folks, pretending that they never said defund the police in certain cities and certain, certain circumstances, uh, the economy, uh, the inflation, uh, it goes on and on. Overseas, do you feel safer now if you look at what's happening? We're going to talk later on in the hour about Russia and Ukraine. What about Kamala Harris, who couldn't tell the difference between North and South Korea? Do you feel better with this administration? Where are the accomplishments? Am I missing something? 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, here he is responding to the question, and again, I'm glad at least CNN asked it finally, talk about your son, Crazy Hunter Biden. Listen to this exchange. A reporting, CNN's reporting, and the Washington Post reporting suggests the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my a- a- application to purchase a-, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 I've great confidence in my son. I love him, and uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple of years now, and I'm just so proud of him. I'm just so proud of my son. Uh, boy, sure sounds like there's a lot to be proud of. Who could forget this? Are you proud of this, Mr. President? You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know. Yeah, I'm really proud of Hunter Biden. What do you think of that, boy? And by the way, uh, it doesn't look like Jake Tapper followed up with the question, which is, were you getting any money from your son's business deals? Because clearly, even by your admission, he is a drugged out guy who overcame drugs. And by the way, that is a big accomplishment. I will give Hunter Biden that. Somebody who goes through all the problems that he clearly had, as we've seen it on videotape. 
Uh, if he is indeed clean, that is a huge accomplishment. But the obvious question is, did you ever benefit? And don't you think that people were clearly buying access to your sons, including lascivious characters? Uh, maybe Russia, maybe uh, China, maybe others. What are your thoughts about all of this, Mr. President? Did you receive a dime? Do you still contend you never met Hunter's business partners? I would have loved to have heard the answers to those. You know, somehow it doesn't look like those questions were asked because that's the obvious question. I feel bad for Hunter. He's clearly a messed up guy. But the reason we care about it is why was he getting paid all this millions upon millions of dollars? What about the paintings that are out there now of Hunter Biden, guys? Who's paying the kind of money that he's getting paid? And it looks like a second grader doing paint, you know, art. I, I'm not a, an artist by any means, but I would love to challenge Hunter Biden to a paint off. I'm telling you, that looks like, like a, like a set, my daughter, my friend's daughter who is like in kindergarten. I saw a painting the other day that looked 20 times better than anything I've seen of Hunter Biden's. And yet, who's paying them all this money? Why do we not know that maybe there's some questionable, nefarious character in the world who is funneling money to Hunter Biden? Because who else would want that piece of blank in their home? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony on line two. Tony, your thoughts about, uh, I don't even know where to begin, Biden talking about, uh, you know, Hunter, uh, Biden talking about the fact that he claims he has done more in two years than any president in modern history. That, that to me, is, I'm just, I, I'm speechless, Tony. I can't even think of one or two things. I like to kind of say, hey, you know what, I'm, the, I'm a sunny side up person. I like to often say, this person did this, even though, boy, do they mess up here. I can't even say that about him. I'm trying to think of what I would say. You know, I like the dogs he brought into the White House. I'm an animal lover. I, he seems mm-hmm. to be good to his dogs. I mean, I'd put that down. What about you, Tone? Well, first of all, um, Rita, thanks for taking my call. I, I, I listen to you guys every night. I, I wake up with WABC and I go to sleep with WABC. And, Thank and you. You guys are great. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, first of all, he left one word out when he said, Name one president who has done more than me. He should have said more damage than me uh, because he has done a lot of damage. Maybe that was what he was referring to, but he left that out because that just happened to not show up in his mind. That's a great with his brain. That's a great you know, point, Tone. Mouth. Tone, and Tone, that. that's great. That's yeah. great. And maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he meant, look who's done, who's destroyed America more than me. Isn't that incredible, no, you know? Right. And, and as far as, as Hunter goes, I mean, look, if you're looking at your bank account and all of a sudden you see like there's $30 million more in your bank account, wouldn't you ask a question to anybody in your family like, hey, what did we do to get this? I mean, I mean, it's nice that we got this money, but where did this money come from? And I'd like to actually know what, you know, what they actually, China gave them so much money. What did they sell to China? I mean, it wasn't general chicken. You know, the recipe for general chicken that, that cost that much money. I'd like to know exactly what they sold to China to warrant that kind of funds ending up in his account. As far as uh, from what I've heard, it's like thirty one million dollars uh, and probably even more. But I mean, come on, that's a lot of money. And where would that money come from? Come on, Hunter. I mean, tell me. 
Yeah, and by the way, the by the way, you and you hit a great point because the relationship between a parent and child um, is is always one of like, okay, come on, you know, no matter what the age is, and especially, you know, the other thing, Tony, I go back to, I feel sorry for him with his drug use and all that other stuff because a lot of people have, you know, kids in their family that have drugs or whatever the issues are. I mean, he was over the top with that and with porn and all this other and prostitutes. I mean, it's like. You know, again, I tell everybody I blush whenever I have seen his videos, but even more so, if you're a father, you're going to go, um, look, my son clearly has some questionable habits that need to be broken. Wouldn't you even more so wonder what the $30 million, because uh, he a drug dealer, is he? You know, I'm not accusing him of that. I don't want to say that. But but if you see that money, I would go, boy, where is all that money coming from, from my son who's clearly having drug issues, porn issues, all these other things? Uh, to me, there are so many questions, and I find it unbelievable that he would never have asked the question. And his son's flying on the planes, too, with him to China and other places, too. So we can't say, uh, you know, what, he just happens to be hitching a ride? Oh, what, what are you doing hanging out in China? You know, I mean, it, it is inconceivable, Tony, inconceivable. I agree with you. We're going to continue with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, President Biden says he deserves a place in history that he has done more than any recent president in the first two years in office in modern history. I mean, think about that. All the ones, if you put in modern history, uh, I would certainly put him probably dead last. I mean, it is unbelievable, I think, the lack of accomplishments. But that is what he's telling CNN. And also, by the way, in the last half hour of the show today, I want to play a comment also from him on basically Vladimir Putin and his reaction about Russia. He seems completely out of touch with Russia. He seems completely uh, unaware that some of his actions have kind of expedited or emboldened Putin, if you will, and certainly haven't thwarted President Putin, if you will. Um, and by the way, so much so. Um, the way that he has handled this and some of the wokeness that we have seen, that's a whole other issue, too. He's accomplished a lot of that. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, the former congresswoman from Hawaii, uh, said today that she is leaving the Democratic Party. And we're going to talk about that when also we come back. So much news happening. But I'm still trying to overcome the fact that he claims he has been such an unbelievably successful president. He also says he is, quote, Proud of his son, Hunter. What are your thoughts about all of this? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jerry and Bayside, line six. Go ahead, Jerry, real quick. Hello, my dear. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Jerry? Very good. Very good. I love your show tonight. Thank you. What do, what do you think of Biden? Do you love Do you love his malarkey? A, a, a great phrase. Yes, I do love the malarkey. And there's a couple of things about it. When you tell when you said something about him not meeting any of his son's partners in business, his one partner is the head of state of China. That's a great point. And by the way, remember. 
He was also golfing with some of the other partners. He was also seen, you know, he's seen his son on Air Force. One, he doesn't go, hey, what you doing? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful story coming from Kenosha, Wisconsin, where being 101 years old didn't stop a woman from joining the American Legion two years ago and being 103 didn't stop her from being present and smiling when Legion Post 21 honored Lillian Jilk for her two years as a continuous member and presented her with a lifetime membership and a certificate of honor in recognition of her World War II service. By the way, another person also joined her. She was just, she was one of two centenarian women. I mean, that's amazing. Another woman, 102 years old, Florence Clappa, also received a certificate and a pin in her honor of 50 years of continuous membership to the American Legion Auxiliary. How beautiful that both women were honored for their time helping what they did in World War II. One of them, by the way, Jill, just to give you some background, she was stationed at Naval Station Great Lakes, later at a boot camp in Idaho and at the Naval Hospital in Long Beach, California, where she recalls treating sailors with shrapnel wounds and other maladies. She said that she was so proud of her time. That was a pivotal time in history, she said, because without World War II veterans... Um, she said, you know, and what they went through and hearing their sacrifice and understanding it, it was such an honor to always be treating them and to be among them. How beautiful that she was there and front row and center. Uh, what a great, great story. And again, helping so many of our injured guys coming back from battle. Both of them, by the way, also married veterans, too, as well, um, which is also really, really beautiful to hear. And again, we're honored at 103 and 102 years young. Um, must be something good in the water there in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, we are talking, of course, about battle. And the reason I bring that up is in the last day or so, boy, has there been a reign of terror coming from Russia on Ukraine. Of course, you know that Ukraine blew up that bridge, that pivotal bridge, uh, that was in Crimea, and it was a very important, like, transit bridge. And, by the way, the Russians spent billions of dollars building that bridge over the last few years because it was starting because, of course, Crimea uh, was occupied by Russians for some time. That bridge, it's called the Kerch Strait Bridge to Crimea, constructed for nearly $4 billion. Think about all the money, and it was blown up by the Ukrainians. I thought that was a great move because it certainly hurt the Russian war effort. 
So in the middle of that, then now Russia has come back with a vengeance and they have hit more than 80 missile strikes, many of them landing on civilian targets. One landing near a school, another near a playground, another near a park, another near a pedestrian bridge. And it is just heartache to see so many deaths that have happened and just the vengeance now of Vladimir Putin. And he says he's going to keep up these efforts. And now President Biden in the last few days has come out with some really strong rhetoric, first saying that he believes that we have never been as close to Armageddon Um, basically with the potential for nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's a scary thing as we're talking about the fact that he certainly doesn't seem to have all his faculties with him. And this is, boy, a dangerous time like never before, I think, in modern times in the world when you sit and think about everything that's been happening, especially since his presidency and since overseas. So you've got that component. And now... There's word that the U.S. is going to be sending enhanced air defenses over to Ukraine, some systems that they have been asking for a long time. They're not going to be sending, you know, jets or planes or anything like that. Of course, they wanted the MiGs early on. They're not going to be supplying that that part of it. But they did say that they would supply some more air defenses. And so there's a lot of this sort of drip, 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 drip. And many people are wondering, boy, Maybe had we sent a message of strength to the very begin with and not use that phrase as we're talking about all the crazy phrases that President Biden said in this interview with Jake Tapper. Remember when President Biden said, well, if it's a minor incursion, maybe we wouldn't do anything basically, you know, to Putin if he does that. And guess what? Sure enough, I think that was a disastrous statement to make. And I think it enhanced and certainly emboldened Putin to feel like, oh, I got a green light. Because America is not going to do anything if it's, quote, a minor incursion. It was far from a minor incursion. But the way that America has just kind of handled this drip, 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 and many people see that it's because we have a weak president. Again, if you talk to President Biden, he's the most successful one in modern times from what he says he's done over the last two years. But, boy, if we're on the verge of Armageddon, uh, I wouldn't consider that a big accomplishment, Mr. President. But take a listen. Things are so bad uh, with the way that this president has handled things, with the way that the president has handled Ukraine, that even people like Tulsi Gabbard, um, who, again, famously went after Kamala Harris, remember, during the debates. Boy, she took her to task. Remember, that was a like powerful moment. That was like the takedown of Kamala Harris except Joe Biden uh, wanted her or needed her for vice president, right, later. But, boy, that debate was vicious. But here is Tulsi Gabbard announcing just a few hours ago that because of the Democrats' woke policies, and she also is calling the Democrats warmongers, she says she is leaving the Democratic Party. Take a listen. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. 
Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Will anybody else be joining her? What do you think? Well, you heard her saying the reckless comments of this president taking us to, quote, Armageddon. I can't believe he made that announcement, by the way. That comment, which was shocking in and of itself, saying that we may be closer because of the way that Vladimir Putin is acting, he said. But to make that comment, he didn't make it like at the White House. He made it at a Democratic fundraiser. So I found that very odd. Like, why would you make that kind of a statement at a Democratic fundraiser in New York City? It was a bizarre thing. Does he think somehow it's going to galvanize people? There are people like Dick Morris who have come out and said that maybe this is like a wag the dog, you know, for President Biden. But you could hear Tulsi Gabbard and a lot of other people saying, wow, they are really, really concerned at his rhetoric. Take a listen. This is former Secretary of State. Mom, Mike Pompeo making a comment about those remarks about Armageddon. Those comments were reckless. I think they, even more importantly, they demonstrate maybe one of the greatest foreign policy failures of the last decades, which was the failure to deter Vladimir Putin. So was that reckless? Is that par for the course with this president? And can he handle the heat? Well, this is what Senator Marsha Blackburn of the great state of Tennessee had to say. She says that Biden, contrary to what he believes, has been a disaster as a president. What our enemies and adversaries are doing is looking at a very weak Joe Biden. And they're saying this is how we punch that weak button on him is to keep pushing forward with threats. And you're seeing them really listen to everything that he says and does and to go to a fundraiser to say that he thinks we're facing a nuclear Armageddon, it is inappropriate. It is impulsive. It's irresponsible. And if he's going to make that type assessment, then you deliver the news of that type assessment from the Oval Office in a formal address to the people of the country, not in an offhanded remark at a fundraiser. Yeah. And when you're dealing with sensitivities like Vladimir Putin, that's why having a steady president, having a president with clarity, all of these things are so critical. And this president just doesn't seem to get it. Take a listen. He was asked just a little bit ago his thoughts about Vladimir Putin. This is an exchange that just came out. Um, This was him with CNN's Jake Tapper. Remember, he barely has done an interview. He's done like it's like a handful of interviews, especially compared to many other presidents at this time. I mean, it's like half of the amount of interviews that he's actually done in terms of making himself accessible, always to mostly clearly friendly media. That's it. I mean, it doesn't take, you know, any tough questions. But listen to this exchange. You think Putin is a rational actor? I think he is a rational actor who's miscalculated significantly. 
I think he thought, uh, you, may, you may recall, I pointed out that they were going to invade, that all oh, those 100,000 or more troops there, and no one believed that he was going to invade Ukraine. You listen to what he says. If you listen to the speech he made after when that decision was being made, he talked about uh, the whole idea of he was needed to be the leader of Russia that united all the Russian speakers. I mean, it just I, I just think it's irrational. Wow. But talking about Armageddon at a DNC fundraiser, basically like the world's coming to an end. But I'm going to announce it with all my fellow Democrats. And if you want to chip in to 1-800-JOE, now's the time to do it. I mean, that's rational. Well, this is General Keith Kellogg, a former national security advisor who worked in the Trump administration. And he said that President Biden's strategy toward Ukraine is deeply confusing and deeply troubling. You know, asking myself, what's the strategy here? What is the end game that Biden wants to get to with Putin and helping out Zelensky? We don't seem to get it. We don't seem to give them the the means they need to defend themselves Mm -hmm. or to prosecute the attack even more fully. That is absolutely correct. And then this is happening at the time where this is serious, serious stuff. If you listen to what's going on over there now in Ukraine, with the bombs flying, and they are absolutely striking mercilessly. Again, civilian targets hitting a playground, hitting a school, hitting a bridge where pedestrians cross. Of course, the Russians are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize all of our missiles uh, ended in civilian targets. They are clearly trying to break the will of the Ukrainian people. They're finding more mass graves. There was just a discovery a little bit ago. We saw what happened in Bucha and some of these other places. And we've got a president who is still all over the place. And we don't understand where he's going, nor do the Ukrainian people. They don't understand where he's going. And you've got a madman on the other end. And then we've got President Biden talking about Armageddon at a DNC fundraiser. And he wants us to believe that he's been the most successful president in two years. He can't give clarity in two minutes. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Dom in Minnesota. Dom, line five, your thoughts about all this. Yeah. Hi, Rita. You know, Jake Tapper finally tapped into his inner Jiminy Cricket and let his conscience be his guide and performed a random act of journalism when he asked Basement Joe that question about his age and his effectiveness to run again. I was really surprised he pursued that question. Joe Biden, you know, in my opinion, absolutely belongs in Mount Rushmore with a caption below that says, from capitalism to Bidenism, a nation transformed Joe Obama, the 46th American president. Wow. Wow. So does he have your vote there, Dom, or does he have your vote for, uh, I like the Joe Bama. That's a good, that's a no, good yeah, one. That's what, it, that's what this is good. That's what this is turning into. You know, Tulsi Gabbard, the, the paid Russian spy, according to Hillary Clinton, said it best when she decided to leave the Democratic Party. She said the Democratic Party has been taken over by the elite cabal who's bidding its force to do to the detriment of the American people. I don't agree with all Tulsi's policy positions, but in my book, she's a true patriot and wants what's best for our country. And, and, and you know what? You know what? I don't agree with all of her opinions either, but at least yeah. I give her credit that she's very consistent. You know, I mean, she's been very clear on what she believes and what she doesn't believe. 
And I'm actually surprised she didn't leave the Democratic Party sooner because she sure didn't seem like, you know, like a, like she was going on with the game, you know, whatever that they're playing, Dom. Yeah, she did not want to leave them. I think I think they kicked her out with all their vitriol and stuff. You know, last point I want to make is Joe, and, as, as for Joe and Kamala, they are, in my opinion, the Thelma and Louise of our generation, looking to loot the Bank of USA and deposit the spoils in the Bank of China and the Bank of Russia where Hunter, the smartest guy on the planet, is looking to retire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my. By the way, uh, yeah. And, and what is he going to, like, open up an art studio there and sell all his, like, high-end art, like, next to Picasso's? Can you imagine, Dom? He's going to paint profiles of Putin. <laughs> profiles of Putin. That's a good. Tom, I love you. You're great. Thank you so much for the call. You're awesome. Let's go to Thomas, line four. Thomas, you got you to compete with that great call from Dom. Go ahead. God bless you, Rita. Rita, we forgot he's got a couple accomplishments. Um, Joe Biden has eaten more ice cream than any other president in the in the history of the United States. And also, he can still call for his slippers. And I don't think he needs assistance in the bathroom, but I'm not sure about that, Rita. And as far as Hunter Biden goes, Joe Biden wouldn't be the millionaire that he is now without the 2,000 mules and Hunter Biden. So he's got quite a thing going, Radar. I don't think we give him enough credit tonight. You know, the ice cream, I actually think the ice cream where you started there is a great point because you're right. He has, um, and what is it, vanilla or strawberry? I can't remember which one he likes, but I know the the media asks him that. I, I, I will say... Thomas, I'm very happy that at least Jake Tapper asked him more than what flavor of ice cream do you like? At least he sort of, at least he asked him finally a Hunter Biden question. I mean, can, I mean, the fact there weren't a lot of follow-ups uh, is, is a missed opportunity, but he did at least ask him that. I'll give him credit that at least he had to say something. Oh, Rita, if they ask a follow-up, they lose their job. They know that going in. You throw the softball and then you get out. Yeah, and by the way, I have a feeling that Biden probably wasn't even happy about even the softball because I bet you he was like, oh, maybe he thought he wasn't even going to get the softball. I think he thought he was going to get badminton. You know, <laughs> I don't think he even thought the softball was coming. You know, uh, what is it like water ballet? I think he thought maybe that was coming. <laughs> Thomas, thank you very much. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, I want to thank all of you, many of you who listen to this show and, of course, listen to Bernie and Sid came out to a beautiful, beautiful funeral service that took place earlier today. Um, I had the honor of being there. Um, where we said our farewells to our dear, dear friend and colleague at 77 WABC Radio, our base here for the Rita Cosby Show, uh, Bernie McGurk. Um, his daughter spoke, Melanie, and read a poem that she wrote many years ago. It was so beautiful. Of course, Sid Rosenberg, who is the other half of the great Bernie and Sid, uh, said some amazing words. Bo Deedle, um, you know, former NYPD detective said some great words too. And I just, I adored Bernie McGurk. Um, the world was, you know, is a better place because of people like Bernie McGurk. He was so special, so funny, um, so charming. Um, his great Irish wit and so brilliant. And we are going to miss him terribly. 
and his funeral was today. A lot of fans came out, and that was really beautiful to see a number of you who say, hey, I'm, you know, listen to you guys on the show all the time, and it was beautiful to meet many of you in person. And I just want to say thank you for all your beautiful support because we miss him terribly. We love Bernie. There was not a dry eye in the place um, because he was so, so incredibly special. And Red Apple Audio Network and 77 WABC listeners, please also make sure that you join the Red Apple Media family tomorrow uh, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as we will pay tribute to the incredible life of Bernie McGurk. Uh, listen all day long as many people who are closest to our dear friend, uh, people who knew him on and off the air, are going to be joining us all day for a special day of programming. Charles McCord, Chris Mad Dog Russo, Bo Deedle, Eric Adams, Mike Breen, Warner Wolf, and many more will remember Bernie's remarkable life and broadcasting career. The Red Apple Audio Network and 77 WABC remembers the life of our beloved friend and colleague, Bernie McGurk. Again, today, uh, coming up actually just in a few minutes, but tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., um, and that's going to be taking place Wednesday, October 13th. Make sure that you tune in. You can also listen on WABCRadio.com. And uh, we'll probably talk about some highlights tomorrow night, too, also here on the show. I love Bernie and he was just such a special, brilliant, fun, fabulous guy and a great, great colleague and left us way, way too soon. Um, let's go to your calls real quick. Let's go to Chris on line four. Chris, um, real quick, we're talking about crazy Biden, who Bernie used to talk about all the time. Yeah, hi, Rita. Uh, yeah, Biden did show us how to fall up the stairs of an, air, uh, of an airplane. And uh, he was the first president to fall off his bike. Oh, well, you know, those are two big accomplishments. You're right. Um, you're <laughs> right. That's an, that is an amazing feat. You know, it's not, you know, it's not easy to fall when you're going up the stairs. So he <laughs> should have listed that on his accomplishments that I have fallen up the stairs more uh, than any other president in modern history. That would have been correct. And then you and I would say, you're right. He is spot on. Isn't it astounding, really quick, Chris, that he actually said that with a straight face? That he really has done more than any others in two years? Give me a break. Chris, you there? We lost you, Chris. I'll give you a break. I'll tell you. He is nuts. I think it's insane. I want to know what he's drinking. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.